welcome to everyone who's listening to this uh the food circle podcast we actually don't have a name for it <laughs> yes um so yeah we've actually put out today which is the 10th of november uh 2020 um we've actually asked our customers to come up with a name for this podcast because we've been trying to think of one we've had all sorts of ideas uh some have been absolutely dreadful some have been okay um but yeah, so we don't know the name for it yet, but at the moment, let's just call it the Food Circle Podcast and see what it turns into. Yeah, we'll get something better than that, I'm sure. So where are we, James? Where are we? We're at our um, premises, our HQ, here in Dinnington, just outside Sheffield, um, and we are... Raring to go, ready, ready to record this podcast. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I'm Paul Simpson, uh, 29 years old from Sheffield. Um, James, how old are you? Uh, 27 at the moment. 27 <laughs> at the moment. Yeah, not for too much longer, but yeah. So late 20s, both of us. So James and I both founded Food Circle. Um, if you listen to this, and you've never heard of Food Circle. How dare you? Disgraceful. But no, we're in there. Uh, an e-commerce um, retailer, uh, obviously, uh, selling surplus food and drink, um, which is, uh, we tend to focus on healthy snacking, uh, protein bars, things like that, uh, brands such as Grenade, Carb Killer Bars, food, uh, Fulfill uh, Bars, Cliff. Uh, Quest, Cliff, Kind Bar, Warrior Bars, um, I struggle to say Warrior, um but yeah surplus food and drink what's what's surplus food and drink well just going back to what we were saying before i think what's crazy is that um we've been going nearly three years now and i would have been 24 which seems mm. like really young to start a business but anyway um yeah it does yeah um so what is surplus so we we basically purchase and, and sell to our customers the sort of uh, excess stock from manufacturers so short dated um stuff that's in old packaging that's been sort of discontinued uh, all that sort of stuff it can, can be just that they've made too much um and by short data that that can still be months and months of life left but it's too short dated for, for normal retailers so we we build relationships with manufacturers and brands um, and take that stock from them and and obviously give uh, our customers access to a discount on that yeah um so in a nutshell that's what we do yeah yeah so the idea was born back in uh late 2017 uh so james and i worked together um at a really large um surplus food company uh called company shop limited fantastic company um so we started there as graduates actually um from a graduate um sort of a graduate scheme in sheffield i got jobs helping out the business development team um at this big surplus food retailer um and basically helping to get supply. Worked our way up over three years, so eventually run the business development team there, and lots of big accounts for them. Um, and well, basically I, I got bored, really. Um, started to get a, a natural entrepreneurial itch, I think. Um, which is strange, because there's nobody else in my family that's ever started a business. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't really know where that came from, but it, could, it, was, a, it was an itch that had to be scratched. Uh, Trying to think of an idea for business, I, I'm sure loads of people have been like that, where they're like, 
I don't know what to do. I want to start a business, but I don't know what to do. And it's really frustrating. Um, and it was like, you know, thinking of weird stuff, like, I don't know, selling books and all that sort of nonsense. So actually, I think a good way to think of how to start a business or what to do is to look at what you already know. Yeah. Um, a lot of the time is that's the job that you're doing. Can I do this better? Yeah, I mean, I say this all the time when, when people um, ask what's been important to me in starting a business. Mm. I think having that experience in, in the industry that we, we did, mm. uh, I, I mean at times you know obviously you and, and me as well we thought about different industries and stuff like that that we could go into but it's a no-brainer really because you know it, it gave us that um ability to hit the ground running in this industry in this in this business because if we'd have gone into something that we didn't know like that's starting a business you've already got like a lot of hurdles to cross and that's just another massive hurdle if you don't know the industry yeah. so i think starting in food and drink sort of turned out to be a no-brainer really yeah Although I don't know how much we knew that at the time, but yeah. I think probably probably we did actually stick into what you know. It's um, it's important, I think. Absolutely, yeah. The, the answer is like right in front of you sometimes. Um, I, you could like take an idea that already works, like company shop, where it's actually a bloody amazing business, amazing model. But thinking, what what can we do better here, or what can we do different? Which for us was going on online, because um, we you know didn't really have the cash to build a big shop like they had. Um, and also didn't want to buy the same stock that they've got because that would have just been weird. Yeah. Um, so it's like, well, we like um, protein bars, we like healthy snacks and all that sort of thing. We noticed that gluten-free actually at the time was like a really big trend. So I thought that might be interesting to try and tap into that. Um, so yeah, started to sort of really sow the seeds of the idea. Uh, the idea morphed into lots of different things really you know, changed. I remember, I remember going to see Business Sheffield in January 2017. This was like eight months before I left company shop um, and pitched, uh, wrote a business, took a week off work, wrote a business plan, which was like a, a middleman trader. Yeah. And I pitched that, it to... That raised a few eyebrows at work, taking a week off in January yeah. just after Christmas. Yeah, no, I can imagine. <laughs> uh, so yeah, and, and pitched it to them. And uh, anyway, I don't know why I got into that, um, but that didn't happen. Obviously, it became a, a direct consumer thing. Where it was, was just like, why, why bother with this trader stuff? Why not just create something that's going to really bring value to lots of people? Yeah, I think what's um, what's sort of interesting about the yeah, before about sticking to what you know and getting into an industry that you're familiar with. But actually, I think once you become like an e-commerce business or you know maybe maybe to a lesser extent of bricks and mortar retail business but definitely e-commerce i think it's then like transferable to, to to almost any industry like i think i think now with what we know now like three years ago we wouldn't have been able to but with what we've done the experience that we've got i think we could almost like start an e-commerce business in like a different industry and it's a lot of the same principles it's not really about food it's about you know it's about how e-commerce works it's about marketing it's about customer mm. service it's less about the actual product although yeah the product does drive what we do because we're enthusiastic about it but i think you know talking about what industry to go into is important when you start but i think once you have started in especially in e-commerce i think there's a lot that you can then transfer into others mm. into yeah. other, other industries as well yeah you have to learn a lot on, on the spot really um yeah and learn as you go and you know failing from all sorts of in, in all sorts of things and yeah and then once you start the business is, you know, what, what do you do? Like, how do you, 
Yeah, it's, it's about like little steps, I think. Like doing little things. Like I remember having a whiteboard in uh, my mum and dad's spare bedroom. It was like register company, mm. uh, uh, get accountants, all that sort of thing. Yeah. Well, shall we shall we talk a bit more about that? Because yes. I think that's, when I was thinking about what we were going to say on this podcast, we're not we're not really um, we've not really got a plan for this today. We're just sort of freewheeling it, really. Um, just talking about how we got started and stuff like that. I think quite an interesting one is obviously it's quite um thinking back to that time as I was this morning it's quite a scary step sort of like leaving your job to start a business and I was thinking about sort of whether it was an easy or a hard decision for me and all that sort of stuff and to be honest there's like there's points in both those columns it was an easy decision and a hard decision in many ways but that like first few days or that first few weeks or even months like when you when you leave a job and you go and like start your own business and not Obviously, when we first started, we didn't have, um, <clears throat> excuse me, we didn't have like a premises to work from or anything like that. Uh, what what was it like for you on like day one? Because you li- I had like some other freelance work and stuff lined mm-hmm. up when I left um, company shop um, to keep me going for a bit financially. But mm-hmm. for you, like literally Friday, you finished, and then Monday you were like just straight into this, like n- no. <laughs> no like business wasn't trading no in, no income no right. sales no products no you know no office no anything right. so you wake up on that monday morning you go into like your mom and dad's spare room or whatever well like i mean i i know what, how i felt but what what was that like for you because you were like straight into the deep end you uh, didn't have anything to keep you going for a bit i think i was shitting myself on the sunday night i think actually <laughs> yeah it was weird I, I think i was oh my god uh but it's weird because you just have like, uh, just had a goal in my head. Like I knew exactly what was going to happen. I knew we'd be in an office like this in a big warehouse and stuff. So it's weird. It's sort of like just, it was like, right, this is it now. And it's also, it's an unbelievable sense of freedom as well, I think. Mm. I, I remember actually thinking in that first week when I'd left my job, thinking I could do anything. I could go and become an actor. I could start going to acting school every day. Honestly, stuff like that going around my head. It's amazing. Yeah. It's like, I wasn't really that scared, to be quite honest, when first, in that first week, it was like, what, it's time to crack on, yeah, honestly. Yeah. So, a little bit, but on the Sunday, I remember being like, oh, God. But once we started, I was like, right, it's like, it's right, let's start researching companies and, you know, let's start doing this and looking at competitors and, uh, but yeah, it was like quite a nice sense of freedom. Um, Without that real fear of, like, failure, though. No, I never. I honestly never thought. I tell you what, I was. I remember thinking, just get one sale. When we get one sale, it's definitely going to work. Yeah. It's like if if one person buys, that would never that we'd never heard of. Not like you know my mom. Or something. <laughs> like if one person we've never heard of from I don't know Leicester or whatever buys from us, which was Leicester, and you know then it's going to work, which is actually a bit flawed. But that's what I had in my head. Yeah, that's true. And also, I was prepared to prepared to fail as well. So like if it don't work, it don't work. Yeah, I mean, for me, I, I I remember I had like two days being like, "What have I done here?" <laughs> like, I had I had like my cards up when I'd left and stuff like that around my home desk and stuff like that, and um, for like two days, like getting up and just being like, "Where's my, where's my like?" Because we were we were not in the same place, we didn't have no. an office or anything. We were like working remotely at the time, so it's like, "Where's my purpose?" Where like. I'm used to going into an office and having like a team full of people. Like, mm. what? How many people worked at a company shop head office from where we were? Like 300 people. Yeah. 
I'd go in and be surrounded by like hundreds of people. I miss that, yeah, that, see, that's some point. Seeing those faces every day and stuff mm. like that. And, you know, we worked with some really good people. So, mm. you know, at first I was like, why have I like stepped away from, from all that mm. to sit in my, like, sit at my desk in my mm. bedroom at home and like, um, not really have a clue what I'm doing, but that's like, li- literally, t- literally two days. Get yeah. used to it like really, really quickly because it just like once you start doing stuff and stuff to do. Yeah, I don't know. It just completely took that, took that, fit. and it's you know like anything in life, it's amazing how quickly you adjust to like a new, mm-hmm. a new normal. Which obviously has been a phrase that's t- taken on a new purpose this year. But um, yeah, literally like day one, like <laughs> upset, like genuinely, like not not yeah. because. Not because I didn't believe in what we were doing or that I didn't want to do it or anything. Yeah. Because I did, because I made that decision. But I don't know, just just that weird feeling of like I can't I can't I can't get that back mm. now without it being difficult. I've yeah. left, I've committed. Like That's natural though, I think. That's why now hardly anyone does it. Because it's like you're leaving yeah. the support of the paycheck, you know, you know, there's not going to be a salary coming in. Comfort zone. Yeah, massively. That's, it's good in a way. But yeah, I had that a little bit on the first day. I was like, I miss like, you know, my mates at work and stuff, but mm. soon got over that. I, I knew that was coming though. I knew I'd be like that. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, so I think that's, you know, you've got to be prepared for that sort of thing. And, you know, the first few days and stuff, you just, what you got, I think you need to focus on what you're doing and also take like little wins. Like if you're, um, yeah, I remember, uh, the, the, was it like a pancake business or flapjack mix business? I remember them DMing us on Twitter yeah. and saying, oh, we'd like to stock you. And that was like brilliant. I was like, great. And then we started getting little companies like that. I don't even think anything any, anything ever happened with them. But stuff like that spurs you on or building, working on the website, you know, and little things like that. And things start to come together, which gives you confidence. Yeah. Or getting like a comment on Instagram or yeah. something like that when it's like... Um, you know, you've not even done anything yet. You've not even put anything out there, really. Um, and there's people, whether it's genuine or not, like you start getting like a few followers and stuff like that, and yeah. a few comments, and you just like, you know, you can you can reach people. Like, so obviously we're in for a shot once we actually start started. And mm-hmm. Maybe thought that like the floodgates had opened straight away, and then they didn't. But yeah, um, but yeah, like, really you're right about small. Small victories, like even just getting like a, a bank account set up and, you know, all that sort of thing, like getting a company set up just felt like felt like a huge thing. I think one of the biggest challenges in, in the early days of any business is when you start meeting advisors and they start telling you it's not going to work. Yeah. <laughs> That's not, not great, really. Uh, but, you know, that, that does happen. It will happen probably um, because mm. you're not starting anything. People are like, start questioning your business model which actually does help in a way um because you know you get someone looking at it going you know, is this going to work is that going to work um but i think you've just got to have a you know a, a just belief and confidence in your business and take those little wins as well um which will build up your your confidence i think yeah i mean it's it's natural i think for a business to have like a slow start mm, absolutely so i think when when people, whether it's friends and family or whether it's advisors or whatever, I mean, we were lucky to not have too much of this, but we did have it from like third parties, like yeah. you know, advisors and stuff like that, of like kind of not writing you off, but 
pointing out negatives and mm. stuff like that. I mean, fair enough. Like, there's always stuff to improve when you start anything. Like, you're never going to get it right straight away. Mm. But I just think to to kind of like I don't know, but to be negative about a whole like, idea before it's even a chance to. Yeah. I mean, if we if we'd have been if we'd have been negative about what we were doing, like we'd have we'd have given up because it took us nine months to start getting like any real like proper sales and, mm-hmm. and customers and stuff like that. So if you and if you expect it overnight, it's easy to be negative and be like, right, we've had you know, yeah. how many how many sales do we have in our first couple of months? We probably probably only had like three or four customers that we didn't actually know. Yeah. Like most of it was like friends and family and stuff like that. And if you start getting bogged down in that too early. You're not even like you're not even giving, giving it a chance, chance really. No, absolutely. Yeah, so just for timeline. So I we started working on the business full time, like no uh, full time job in like around this time actually, around October, November of twenty seventeen. Launched the business in on January tenth or twelfth, twenty eighteen, can't remember. Twelfth, yeah. January twelfth, twenty eighteen. Yeah. And then them first six months were just grim. Like I but again, um, I never thought this isn't going to work. I just thought, well, I need to, I'm going to have to get a job at some point. <laughs> like my, my biggest, because I was running out of money, um, I saved up like, saved up 10 grand. We both invested 2K each. So I had like 8K to last me. Um, but I didn't realize how long it would take until we got a salary. By salary, I mean like 200 quid, which is our first salary mm-hmm. in like October, November 2018. Yeah. My, I was just thinking, I'm going to have to get a part time job. I remember going for to speak to Deliveroo. And stuff like that. Yeah. And flipping stuff from Costco. <laughs> yeah. That was good, actually. That really helped me. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's, it is tough. Like, we um, we were lucky enough with our, like, personal situations to be able to do yeah. that and take that hit on, like, not earning for a while. But when, mm-hmm. you've, when you've got, like, five figures saved up and it's, it's gone within, yeah. like, half a year or, you know, slightly more, and you've got literally, like, got no money. I mean, it's important to have those networks around you, like family and stuff, that are willing to support. Yeah. Um, because, like, if we'd been in a situation where we had like more commitments to pay for, or kids to look after, or anything like that, like that, that wouldn't have been that wouldn't have, like been possible, would it? No. Well, that's I mean, why we did it when we did it. Well, yeah. I mean, getting onto that—that's mm-hmm. what I was thinking about before we started. Like for me, if. if if we were to talk about the reasons we got into it, I think we'd probably be aligned on the fact that uh, it's about like not having regrets, like yeah. whether this whether this would have worked or not, which I think we can say now it has. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's work, working out. Um, I think it, you know, for me, I suppose I remember um, five years ago um, saying to my girlfriend's parents that because they asked me like what I wanted to do and stuff, yeah. and uh, I said I'd, I'd love to like go into business. Yeah, and I, I literally I'd been at work for like full time after uni for a year at company shop. I had no, I didn't know this was going to happen. I had no like real um, thoughts or designs on what I'd do or anything like mm. that. But I said that, and I don't really know why I said it to be honest. But I must have had that sort of yeah, interest to do it. But I think on my own, I I'm I'm not sure I would have done it. But when you like said I'm I'm handing my notice and I'm going to do, like start a business. Are you interested in like helping me out or whatever? Because initially I was just like looking at your business plan and mm. trying to help out on it. But um, the reason why, like talking earlier about whether it's an easy or a hard decision, I think what made it a lot easier was 
that thing of I'm, t- I'm t- like 24. Mm. What am I going to do? Like wait 10 years to do it and yep. stick it out in like the corporate world or whatever. Mm. And then decide to do it then when it's maybe like a lot more difficult or maybe even too late. Like, yeah, absolutely. So I, I don't know about you. I'm sure. I'm sure it's the same for you. To be honest. Yeah, you've got you've got to be able to afford it for sure. Um, early twenties, mid twenties, when you've not got much commitment, is perfect. Save up some money, sacrifice. You know, save us a, a, up as much money as you can so you can afford to leave your job, like we could, fortunately. But a lot of people can't. That's why it, it, you know you have to. You have to do it on the side. You have to start if you're really desperate to start a business, but you can't leave your job. That's when it's when you get home from work and you start working on it. Yeah, um, I mean, it's not a catch-all, is it? I mean, it's not no. to say that you can't do it another way. You can do it later in life. You can do it yeah. as a side thing. But for me, I think going all in, yeah, made a massive difference. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I know I had a bit of like temporary work to start off with when I left my full-time job, but like being all in full-time. And that being your only focus, I don't, like people talk about making a quick book and stuff like that, and side hustles and stuff like that. And obviously, you can you can do that, but I just think if you if you're going to build something that's sustainable and like successful and long lasting and stuff like that, I think there's got to be definitely like an element of just being all in on it, yeah. being your total focus. I agree. I agree. So almost three years later, um, we sit here in our warehouse or well how many premises five premises later from when we started yeah. uh sat in a warehouse and office um what's going on now what sort of position are we in at the moment this week this week november this week november well we we obviously uh, we we've got um a lot of demand for what we do yeah right i know you know it's our like progression and our turnover and sales reflect that um so this this very week we, we when did we um do our last grenade drop like a couple of weeks ago a couple of weeks ago yeah most of that's sold now so things have sort of um settled down a little bit but we're becoming increasingly like this stock comes in and it's like it, a lot of it sells like pretty yep. much not straight away but like within a few weeks like a lot of it's gone mm-hmm. so becoming this kind of we have these big drops of yeah. stuff so where we're sitting now it's like obviously things are things are going well ticking along uh, all good but we've got another another full fill drop coming full fill's coming full yeah. fill's coming so that should be big. next week hopefully and that's that's going to be massive yeah. so we're just sort of gearing up for that really we've uh, a lot of work goes into it not just sourcing the stock which you know takes all the things you would expect negotiation and you've got to think about mm. you know all different aspects of it commercially and operationally and marketing stuff like that yeah. um but genuinely like this is this is going to be i think it's going to be probably our biggest yeah i do yeah it's so far it's taken a while to get this one set up we haven't had fulfilling over a month um but yeah, this one's going to be big. Loads of different flavors, um, different prices. Yeah, commercial change, commercial agreements change. Yeah. Um, I'm sure our customers know that, and, and we'll get that. Um, especially with COVID's made things a little bit more complicated with all our suppliers. Um, there's obviously stock which we're going to have, um, but you know, uh, like I said, you know, sometimes 
commercial agreements change and all that sort of thing. So some of the prices might be a bit different. It's what you're used to. Some of them won't be. Uh, it'll be a bit of both. Um, yeah. When we when we drop and launch these these products, it just that's like at least a week or a couple of weeks for us of just being like hugely busy. Like yeah. if you imagine like a seasonal business, like say a business that does really well out of Christmas or whatever, mm. goes absolutely mental at Christmas. That's that's like us when we do a drop. Like, yeah. Like every time we do that, we, we know that we've got to put certain things in place mm-hmm. for that to be doable. So that's where we're sitting now. I mean, we'd, we'd love for that to be just consistent and all the time. Because then yeah. we, could, we could just be like, this is what we need. Need this many extra people. Need these like resources or whatever. Mm. But for now, it is that kind of like... And that's, uh, I mean, it can be like slightly up and down. Yeah. But that's that's surplus food. That that's perfect example of surplus food. Like the number of comments and DMs and stuff that we get when you next getting fulfilled, when you next getting grenades, stuff like that. That's a good chance for us to let people know that is that's what surplus is all about. Yeah. It's yeah. not always available to us. Like it tends to be like once a month or maybe every couple of months. Like suppliers will have a look. What have we got? That's less than say six months life on it or whatever mm. or what have we got that we're delisting and we're not going to be selling to normal retailers anymore mm. and they'll check on that and that's when we get like a burst of stock yeah so it's not like it's not like any other retailer that you might order from where they get stuff in based on what's popular or what you know um if someone says can you get that in it's it's done mm. for us it's it's very much a process of we we we're led by our our suppliers on that so um yeah this one yeah. makes the magic of the model it is yeah it's, i mean in many ways it's a good thing because people dming us and asking when paul phil's gonna be back obviously we have not had many of them have we <laughs> we have to give the same answer every time but well until we actually get a, a, a drop lined up but yeah um, we have to give the same answer every time, but that's that's cool because to us that that means that people are like anticipating it and they're ready and they're, they're excited for it. Exactly. So I think you can turn it into that that positive thing, which I'm sure a lot of our customers do, where they're looking forward to it and right. they'll buy you know three or four cases to keep them going for a few. Months. We can do we can do a bit of teasing as well in the build up, can't we? Yeah, it's always good. I always build things up. I, I think we did we nailed the grenade one the other week with the you know no just drip feed and what flavors are coming in all that sort of thing i don't think we'll be able to do it on this occasion with fulfill because there's quite a lot um but yeah we always enjoy doing stuff like that yeah and pe- people um when people like it people like it apart from when they don't <laughs> don't realize what um, when it's launching and they think that they've missed out but yeah i'm making that more clear that happens uh, a lot actually um no, it's good but yeah so um so that's this week. Um, oh, that's what's going on now. So what's what's next? Before I go into what the podcast is going to be all about, uh, what's next for our, our business? What's coming up? Um, I can think of one thing, uh, mm. which is mystery boxes. Yes, absolutely. As I sit oh, yes. and look across the uh, yard at Heat, across the shout out Heat. A box of Heat legends. Um Sort of inspired by them, so I hope they don't think that we're ripping it off. But, um, yeah, we wanted it. We've we've had a lot of requests for it genuinely over the past yeah. like year or so. Ages, yeah, we've been since so, day one. Like we used to do bundles and stuff, didn't we? But we stopped yeah. doing them because we just didn't have the capacity to to do it because there were just two of us for ages. Um, 
but we think about launching mystery boxes so you get like a variety massive assortment of different bars maybe like 50 quids worth or something like that and it comes mm. in a nice yeah. nice box and stuff like that um so yeah that's that's one thing on the agenda definitely yeah we'll uh, hoping to do that before christmas aren't we yes what about the um yearly ad, uh selection box yeah so we normally do a little uh little christmas selection box as well um what did we have in it last year About eight, bars, eight different bars yeah yeah this year it can be so put a little bit of um christmas brandy on there as well and it can be a nice little gift or just something to treat yourself yeah yeah um, but yeah what else is coming up more brands. So we've got that fulfilled drop keep yeah keep trying to get more brands and stuff like that and more of the same from from uh, our most popular suppliers yeah um what's coming up immediately some more kind stuff different flavors so these are the nice games. going down pretty going down pretty well recently yeah they are actually um, kind bars so got some more of that in which is great yeah um and yeah what else are we doing we're, we're trying to um do more stuff like this yeah more interaction with our customers i think every time we do like an instagram live or whatever we mm. we always say afterwards we need to do more of these because we really enjoy it so yeah um and hopefully this podcast is a bit more of a window into things that we do and how we do it yeah and uh, hopefully people enjoy it yeah absolutely so yeah that i think it just touched on the next point really is why why are we doing a podcast are we just copying everybody else because everyone and, them, and their dog seems to be doing a podcast at the minute but the answer is yes we are in a little way uh, but uh, no, but basically, we went to this for quite a while. We actually did a, a practice one last year. I don't even know where that ended up. Um, yeah, it's on my laptop. Oh, is it? Maybe that'll be released in a few years. Yeah, so maybe. I'll have to buy that for a lot of money. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think we we want to, you know, we want to keep our customers informed. It's a nice way people to listen to us and what goes on behind the scenes and in audio form. Uh, talk a bit about business and we're going to have guests on the show we're going to try and interview some people and speak to them about running the business probably in the in this industry you know I've got a few names coming into my head of people that have found brands that we know who would like to speak to an interview um, you know people maybe some influencers in the industry I don't know um, so yeah a bit of that really uh, and you know we'd love to hear we're going to put out to people what they want to hear as well and you know, we're always thinking about customer first or the listener first in this case. So, yeah, if anyone's listening to this and thinks of ideas and wants what what they want us to do on it, let us know. Yeah, um, I'm thinking around like themes and topics as well. If there's anything, mm. not just not just food circle wise, because it is, you know, it's not all going to be about that. It's about the industry or yeah. business in general. Um, because you know, I don't think we we consider ourselves as like experts or anything like that but no. we've learned a lot over like the last three years we've got a lot to offer i think in terms of um insights into starting a business and stuff like that um and we know people who can offer different insights as well so yeah if anyone's got any ideas for like themes topics questions they want ans- answering um i'm thinking you know sometimes it's simple stuff in it like yeah. a lot of um, starting a business is the mental side of it, how you cope with it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, resilience and um, dealing with failure, dealing with criticism and uh, knockbacks and stuff like that. They're just some of my ideas that are coming into my head and I'd love to explore some of those things more. Um, yeah, but, that's a good idea. But uh, as well as that, like anybody you'd like us to speak to or any topics that, you know, anybody can think of that they, they want to hear us talk about and get our insight on. Mm. 
Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, uh, that's a good idea. Like we could do, you know, a mental health one. We could do, could do a football one. Yeah, so football. Yeah, J- J- James is spot. Look at that. He's sporting <laughs> an absolutely clean, pristine Doncaster Rovers jilly. Yeah, and that's that's impressive. I think people it's not that, it's not the height of fashion, is it? But it's uh, it's keeping me warm up here anyway. So. Yeah, but uh, I think good. I think we've run out of time. Um, I enjoyed that. How long is that? It doesn't actually say on Zoom. Uh, anyone listening that knows Zoom, I've been trying to Google this this morning. I, I want a, a timer to show us how long we've been going, but I can't figure it out at the minute. It's okay. I think we're well within 45 minutes. Minutes. Is there anything else we want to say? Um, I don't think it's been that long yet, has it? We can edit this bit. I don't know. Um, no. <laughs> I can't think of anything. <laughs> well, there we go. <laughs> A brave new world, isn't it? Starting a business, starting a podcast. Yeah. We don't even know good, what we're doing. It's a good theme of starting. Yeah, it is. It's always difficult, but mm. I'm sure we'll get better better at it. And uh, I hope it sounds and looks all right, but if not, then we can tweak that. But in general, yeah, I don't, I don't, think, um, I don't think I've got the most animated voice ever. Um, and I'm, yeah. not, I'm not sure you'd consider yourself either. Definitely not. Um, so, you know, practice makes perfect, so bear with us. And hopefully we'll... Uh, Will it'll make for compelling listening as we go on? Yeah, and we're actually coming up on a podcast a bit soon. Twelfth of on the twelfth of November, we are going on or will be on the Films with Amigos podcast. Yes. Um, if you've not heard of it, check it out. Films with Amigos. Um, it's actually brilliant. It's some some uh, couple of my mates started it, um, and they talk about films. Um, we're we're actually we've chosen the films to talk about in our episode. What is it? Grand Budapest Hotel. Yes, yeah, fantastic. Film. It actually is. It's, why have we picked that? Why have we picked it? Because it's visually amazing. Yeah. It's funny. It's got, I mean, I've got the uh, DVD for it. I got it out the other day and I went, bloody hell, this cast is incredible. Yeah, yeah. People that are in it. Edward uh, Norton. It's unbelievable. Love finds. You can't believe that many people. They pitched this to that many, mm. to like, top level Premier League actors. Yeah. And they all like went for it because normally they want the limelight, don't they? Yeah, exactly. To share it with that many, that many other people. Isn't what's his name in it from Ghostbusters? He Who's makes that? a cameo appearance, doesn't he? Who's that? Uh, we can discuss this on films with the egos, can't we? We don't want to uh, give too much away at this point. No, we don't. Dan, Ac- uh, Bill Murray. Sorry, Bill Murray. Sorry, yeah, Bill Murray's. In. <laughs> Bill Murray's in it. Yeah. I've got to admit now that I've not seen Ghostbusters. So that's why I didn't know he was talking about. No, but I watched it a lot when I was a kid. Mm. Um, so yeah, check that out. Twelfth of November, films with amigos. That's going to be really cool. Uh, and yeah, full full drop coming this week. Yeah, and you can follow us on Instagram as well, can't you? Follow us on Instagram at Food Circle Supermarket. Follow us on Facebook. Like us on Facebook slash Food Circle Supermarket. Uh, follow us on TikTok. We do TikTok no dancing at the moment, but who knows that might come at some point. Yeah. Again, at Food Circle. Twitter at Food Circle UK. You can follow us both. On Instagram as well. Follow us both on Instagram at James Food Circle. At I think mine's Food got an underscore after James. Has it? I think so. I might change that. Actually. I don't think it has. Mm, I think it has. Well, I don't know. This that. is professional, isn't it? This <laughs> is really slick. Well, that's, that's a worry because I've been telling uh, I've been telling customers to follow you, and I've been calling you James at James Food Circle. Yeah, it's got an underscore. I might change that. Oh God. Oh. 
Maybe, okay. that's why, maybe that's why I've not got many followers. Uh, by the <laughs> way, I'm spreading the word wrong. Well, <laughs> probably, yeah. Uh, by the way, I think I mentioned at the start of the podcast, we put out name ideas for this podcast. We've had one, people must be struggling because we've had one so far. What is the, it? In the last hour. Food Circle Supercast. <laughs> okay. Like that. No, that's good. No, that's good. I like that. That's from Mark Watson. Thanks, Mark. Yeah, um, thank you, Food Mark. Circle Supercast. Yeah, not what I expected. That's but... your, I quite like that, yeah. We're always thinking back to business or something. I don't, I don't <laughs> like that. I don't, I'm not keen. So if it ends up being that, then you know that we're devoid of ideas. Yeah, what, what do you think to back to business? We don't even like it ourselves. Um, and that was the name that we had for it. But anyway, yeah. thank you, James. Thanks, thanks for being yeah, here. Thanks, thanks very much. Thanks for being yeah. a guest on the Circle Supercast. Am I a guest? No. I'm a co-host, aren't I? Me and, Paul, me and uh, James both being guests. And uh, James has been great to have you. No, thanks very much. Um, it's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye.